shit's not uploading. Is there? Usually, like the podcast I'm usually on. They Did you do the audio test for Julius? Um, I'm eating shin noodles, um, spicy shin noodles. <clears throat> Delicious. Hey, man, um, I'm not feeling good just smelling it, so you're going to have to <laughs> get it out of here. No, I'm kidding. Damn. Um, I think you'll survive. I feel like that, that could have been, like, made three years ago. You just happened to buy it off the shelves today. Oh, no, I bought, I, bought, I bought this case maybe, like, four years ago. There you go. They don't expire. It's like and then it was manufactured food. eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. They don't expire. How do they pull that off? I mean, Heavy so conservatives, some some man-made technology for sure. Well, no. So there is an expiration date, but it says in fine print you could eat this years after expiration. So I'm like, surprised they're willing to make that claim. No. Yeah, I mean, this is clean. If you drink this, it'll like burn through that in your gut. I don't want that. Because you're not even going to digest that that well, but... I don't even want that. I know you don't. So you think if you eat the noodles, you should superset it with a kombucha? It's like it's not like a, like, oh, do that every time, but like I'm just saying, yeah, that this can help aid in digestion, especially things that aren't like made for humans to digest generally. So you're saying this isn't made for humans to digest? Um, That's what they tell you it is. Well, I've been, I've been From like, a nature standpoint. Kombucha. Feeling better? Uh, I mean, like, just, just try it out. Right. Give it time for At sure. First, it's, it's placebo. Yeah. You develop, like, a, it's, like, it's definitely an acquired taste because it's, like, this weird alcohol vinegary, like, ugh. Once you get past the vinegar taste, it's, like. So yeah. how often, like, should you consume this? It really, I feel like I'm not educated enough to actually answer that perfectly, but it's, like, it really depends what you're trying to do. Like, I feel like you drink it a lot. I do, yeah. It just keeps me feeling good, keeps my digestion going well. There's a bunch of benefits. Um, if I'm like, okay, when I saw the the biggest benefits from kombuchas, when I first started drinking them, I would drink. I would make a huge smoothie. I would I would train. I would drink the smoothie like right as I'm finishing training. So like all that sugar, like my like it's spiking my insulin, like it's sending all those like plant nutrients right to my muscle cells because like I just burned all that glycogen so like all the sugar in the smoothie is getting absorbed and I would drink this on top of it it's hard to get like a big smoothie and this on top of it but there's something about the synergy between like the acetic acid in this which is like vinegar mm -hmm. and the alcohol because like a lot of like the plant superfoods that are in the smoothie they have like alcohol co extract compounds that are only like bioavailable when it's extracted with alcohol so I feel like there's this weird synergy. I would drink both, go in the sauna, and just feel in amazing. Hmm. And that's when I really had some like mental breakthroughs too. Yeah. When I was like doing that and minimizing like carbohydrate intake. I feel like I need to get my digestion squared away. Not that it's like awful, but I feel like I don't do shit. See Chick Fil A daily. Yeah. If there's a few things you can do, it's just like maybe drinking <clears throat> like one of these like two to three times a week. Mm -hmm or adding in some like some sort of probiotic like my favorite's good belly probiotics because it's just like a little juice shot yeah and like it depends on the strain there's so much to it like the different strains of bacteria and shit but um yeah i don't know it, like when i just started drinking a little like good belly shot here and there i started feeling way better my digestion just felt improved too like you, i was just working through things you better. can't drink one a day no i can so you, you drink you that can. whole thing like, I have yeah. been. tonight oh yeah Right. right now. I mean, I'll probably sip it because I'll be fucking yeah. stemmed out talking the whole time. But We live, David? Now we are. Official? Yes. Official. We're, All on, right. the, we're well, on the clock now. Yeah. Nice. Welcome back to the Happy Power Podcast. In whichever form that you're listening, hearing, watching, and taking this content, we appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're back with Jeff Perry. By popular demand and Julius. Uh -huh. Angelus. <laughs> oh, I love it. Angelus. Yeah, I appreciate all the comments. They wanted me back. And I was just getting DMs too, like, yo, you got to do a part two. Yeah. So, yeah. Hands down, the most requested guest oh, to come back. That's a huge Obviously, ego yeah. boost. <laughs> it's pretty scary how badly they wanted you. Like, no, oh, yeah, oh. it was it was urgent almost. Good. So, Good. I mean, I, I told people, I was like, listen, Jeff's a member at the gym. We're going to get him back. He'll be he'll be on the podcast regularly. It's Yeah. but I'm it, around. Yeah, he's around. We got Julius here as well, just to bring uh, entertainment value. Happy to be back. 
Um, I have one question before we like officially, officially start. Ever since our podcast, a lot right. of people have been um, reaching out, getting me to go in their podcast, and usually when I do, they allow me to adjust. Yeah, you can adjust the I shaft want. there. Yeah, it's a little too close to my mouth. Adjust the shaft. Yeah. Make sure to speak other, up. I think it's Can't. the other one. I think it's the big, the big knob. The big one. There, oh, oh, watch the Coca-Cola shit. Classic, dude. Precious. Fuck it. What are you eating? Did, did they get? Did they hear they, what he's they eating? They didn't. No, they didn't. No, so this not. is um, this is shin noodles, by, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Nongshim. I could be wrong. Where are they from? Definitely, Dude, it's I, definitely domestic USA brand. No, oh okay. really? <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. No, it's, it's <laughs> no, it's Asian. Yeah, just I mean, just an, an Asian cuisine. I didn't I didn't want to say a specific country. Yeah. Julius eats how many of these a day? Honestly, sometimes like three a day. I try not to. It's food. Hey, I've though. been there with ramen back. In I the mean, ramen. I fuck with ramen. Yeah. I mean. This is delicious. That was back in my gamer days, but I've I've done it and I'm alive, so yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people. I I actually hear um if you do all the shit that Jeff does, it actually coddles your gut. Hmm. I eat this so I could actually strengthen my gut. Nice, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta break it down before you build it up, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's like you you only realize the real benefits when you come from rock bottom, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're, you're on your way there, that's good. <laughs> It's it's Jeez, it's one sure strategy, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we got into a lot of really interesting stuff last time with you, with the uh, gut health. I feel like obviously we can always talk more about that because nobody Definitely. brings that much information to the table with that. Love we it. all suck. Our diets are all subpar at best. Julius is obviously the worst of the worst. But okay, I'm That's... I'm only a couple clicks better than him. I I, I would say honestly. I know a lot of people bust my balls about it, but I eat moderately healthy. Depends on the perception. With the stuff that I put in my body. After our after the pie with you, I only bought like a jug of avocado oil. Let's go. Hell yeah. Love to hear it. And your, Jeff's looking better at Copeland since he fucking been cutting out the canola oil and oh using yeah. avocado oil. So and he said yeah. he's feeling better, so Yeah, he's been He's been on a fucking PR tear. Everything is going well for him. He just bought a new car. I wonder if that ain't going to do it. (laughs) Financially, he's... You get a better car, bro. Everything upgrades. Fucking hey, Life is on up and up. Yeah. You guys are also, if you're watching, you're probably wondering why the alcohol collection went from 2 to 19. And that's uh, those are all birthday gifts. Just turned 39 yesterday, so I'm feeling pretty good. Hell yeah. That's epic. (laughs) I love it. You're going to have to go through this quick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's at least a good week and a half supply. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, so we'll uh I feel like we could continue to talk about the gut health. I know Julius was wondering about fair life. I always bust his balls about that. Did we get into that the last podcast at all? Like a little fair life? So. No, we didn't. We oh, didn't you talk guys? much about it. Yeah, about I, mean, I feel like fair life research that came out, right? Yeah. The horrible research? Yeah, super bad, bro. It's not looking good. What, fair life. what do you mean by that? It's like, gonna ruin your There's gut. a reason Sean's off it now. You yeah. hear our I was podcast just telling him about Sean. Sean's I, off I, it. I, I saw the clip. He said he still still consumes it, right? He Very just, minimal. Like what? What is his minimal? Like he probably one has like a, a glass a day. Really? Yeah. It's just for like oh. just for the taste. It's because it's so bad, he needs like a little microdose to stay alive. Honestly, so I just, just withdraw. He's, he's tapering. Yeah. Off. I drink two a day. No, nah, we're kidding. But <laughs> but I will say when I cut out dairy. A lot of things improved. Yeah. So a lot of people are dairy intolerant, gluten intolerant. When you cut out just like eating a bunch of bread and, glute and gluten and um, dairy in synergy with adding some fucking kombucha or probiotics, like usually that's going to help your gut a lot. And like I feel like a lot of the negative side effects that come from like or just like why gluten intolerance is so prevalent today is due to like these industrial pesticides they won't admit it but there is like a decent amount of research and like it's becoming more and more well known that like just consuming pesticide laden food is um fucking up your gut badly so basically what julius is eating right now most this shit i mean this shit, if, if it tells you it's it not, can last on the shelves. I don't know if it has pesticides, but it's got something in there that's yeah. probably preserved well. Anything that lasts 12 years on the shelf can't be great. didn't come from nature. No. I don't think it, it actually lasts 12 years. But what know, even dude. is nature at the end of the day? Because 
if humans were capable of creating it, we are inherent to nature, right? So, I mean, in a sense, you can almost say by creation that was capable of just existing in the first place. It's man-made. Do you, know, do you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. we, we, we could achieve we could have achieved this this whole group of food by just randomness there's a randomness component to the universe for sure but you know what i mean eventually <laughs> if you just throw enough shit around this could be the outcome right i see, see what you're saying Yeah. yeah, and the burger looked the same. Looked the same, I bet. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that. Some other lady like did it on purpose. Like she kept like a regular hamburger. She just ordered a hamburger. Literally looked the same. It was like fucking twenty years later. She unwrapped it. <laughs> it looked the same as it would. Like it just obviously wasn't warm. But it's a little worrisome. Or like another fucking argument is like you put you put out like butter or like fast food like some grass-fed beef versus like a mcdonald's burger just set it out on the ground outside what when you come back what are the ants eating they're eating like the real butter or the real food you know what i mean so eventually though they'll eat the other shit too right Right. maybe but you could tell one's one's like premium one's fucking i think they're just yes they're smarter we're just stupid we are we We think we think we're the apex predators but we're idiots i know we're just like slowly killing ourselves yeah there's just like enough of us that we're able to advance to this point. Yeah, know. there's too many of us, according to some people, but we won't get into that. We can't get into that. Yeah. We'll get blacklisted <laughs> you, off of YouTube. Yeah. We have we can't even get any traction before we get blacklisted. No, that's that's why I want to be like a little cautious. Yeah, because you got to take off first. That's true. Yeah, we're, we're trying to we're trying to climb the YouTube ladder of success. Yeah. So don't be bad and say any bad words. Yeah, because the certain... robot is listening guaranteed yeah but it's wild how deep all that algorithm stuff goes i mean it's crazy like like it's becoming more like the mainstream is becoming more aware of like oh yeah social media works off algorithms you know if you like a post then they'll probably show you similar posts but it goes way deeper than that and like some of these huge companies are have some wild data aggregation like protocols it's crazy yeah it is disturbing yeah, I know it's there was going to get worse. Probably there was and a guy better, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. But it was like the one dude on like a recent Joe Rogan was talking about like the algorithm and like what it, what this is more. So I guess in relation to like ads, but it was like, he was like, yeah, it can't, he's like, your phone may be listening. He's like, but it, it won't like, it can't necessarily like take what you say and like use it. And I was like, that's, that's bullshit right? because I'm, t- I always tell this story. I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast, so it's going to be... I feel like I already know what you're about to say, and I just want to say this has happened to me multiple times as well. Oh, yeah. This was just the first encounter. Okay. This was like... This had to be four years ago. I'm golfing poorly, by the way, but I stopped at the pro shop thing, doing a whole nine, grabbed a Gold Peak tea and, I don't know, some snacks, whatever. Crack open this Gold Peak tea. I think it was like my first Gold Peak tea, because I just remember I cracked it, drank it, I'm like... Telling my buddy, like, this is the best fucking tea I've ever had going on. Like, a good minute, like, raving about this Gold Peak tea. Not even kidding. Get on my phone, like, a few holes down. I'm, like, scrolling Instagram. There's a Gold Peak tea ad. Why the fuck would there ever be a Gold Peak tea ad on my phone? I've never searched up Gold Peak tea. I'm not even, like, a tea enthusiast. (laughs) Like, dude, the only thing that you would have gotten from my life tea-wise was a conversation that was just had. 20 minutes ago like so it was like if it doesn't listen to you i'm like come on like i didn't buy the tea and then like check the fucking nu- nutrition facts right. like i just literally told him like this shit's amazing gold peak tea out on my instagram so do you think like someone is listening to listening to each one of us not someone not a human. this motherfucker this yeah. phone right here this shit it's hearing everything right now we're Listen, probably on AI a list right now. Consciousness like is they know. way smarter than humans in certain ways, in left brain ways, just analytical, logical, just like. And that's the thing with like a lot of this AI that's coming about is like some of the top people working on is like kind of even saying like, yeah, we don't know what like it's going to do. Like there's self-learning machines that are like learning more and more every day. And it's like, is it going to break away? Is it going to determine like hey, these humans are pretty fucking stupid. It's better that we actually have them off this planet. 
or or at least harvest the, their energy in Basically, one way or another, which they already are in a sense. But Terminator Judgment Day. It's wild, dude. Anyone that works in the tech industry, please reach out. We want you on the pod. Yeah, if we get yeah, if we can maybe go. get some confirmation. One of my old clients is like a he works for Google. He's like a software engineer for Google. I don't know how deep he gets, but I think he's like more so entry level. But still, it was interesting even talking to him about certain yeah. stuff. And it's like. <clears throat> I don't know how, you know, again, who knows how deep it goes, but he said that they're very, like, they're, they're all, like, separated, right? All of the teams, they're, like, separated. So, like, right, he only – compartmentalized. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they – you know, he only kind of works on – I think it was Google – was it Google Forms or what, – what is it, Workspace? Do they have, like, a Workspace, they is it called, few. something Google like that? Collab, that's a less popular one, but that's for, like, coding and whatnot. Yeah, it was – he he was he was just, like, a software engineer on, like, one of the they applications. They products. Like, apps, yeah. yeah. And it was, like, crazy. Like, he worked with, like, a small team. They all kind of, you know, interacted. But, like, he's like, yeah, I don't have any communication with, like, this group or this group or this group. I'm that's like – That's how it works. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. I always go – I go back to, like, if you, if you listen to, like, Rogan – I always refer to Rogan because he's the he's the man. But like when they were talking about like the UFO shit or like the Area 51 stuff, they're like, yeah, everyone's like compartmentalized. So like you can't like what you're doing, you won't know what the other One team's hand is doing in from the other. 100%. Yeah, and that's how like all these major institutions work: military, media, religion, um, financial institutions. It's like a pyramid of hierarchy and obedience. Yeah. So the higher up you are on it, the more you know, the more influence you have down below the pyramid but it all results in like this obedience to the highest level and um it's all compartmentalized from each other so one sector doesn't really know what the other sector is doing yeah it's wild dude it is interesting but yeah, yeah no doubt we can i'm confirming right here phone's listening you're getting ads oh, because are. you just had the conversation no doubt yeah like julius gets nothing but fair life ads that is true. It's nonstop. True. That's why he can't stop because it's all he sees. Yeah. It's all he knows. Speaking on the AI, too, um, not to be weird or anything like that, I don't know if you guys noticed the evolution of sex robots. No, I haven't seen any of that, but I've seen more. a little bit on it. I've, yeah, seen, I've, se I've seen ads. Ads? Ads, yeah, on my phone. I don't know, man. I may be doing <laughs> the hair Nah, nah. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's no, it's a thing, and there's definitely a reason why it's being propagated. Like, I feel like that's far out. That's more like w once everyone's like so inundated in like you know virtual reality, augmented reality, like metaverse type stuff. Like, I think just like the divine human connection slowly fading. That's what like, I was thinking. I was that's I was gonna say. Yeah. It seems like over time, like human interaction in real life is just dwindling. It is. It's like. I don't know. I went to college like a couple years after high school. It was like 22 when I like went back. Kids even then, this is like eight years. I don't fuck. How old? I'm fucking old as shit. <laughs> this is a while ago. This is like literally eight years ago, nine years ago. Kids even then couldn't speak. When we had to do something like the front of the classroom, some type of presentation, even if it was right. like a, it, it was like a five minute presentation on something. It should have been very easy to, like, ramble on about. Yeah. These motherfuckers, like, were stuttering. They couldn't talk. Like, I I was, like, I didn't give a fuck. And I had to, like, take over speaking in front of the classroom. Love you know it. what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, and I wasn't that much older then. But it was, like, even that, even, like, the five years behind me, like, literally, like, your generation. How old are you, Jeff? I'm uh, 25. So you're, like, right in the middle kind of, like. Okay, yeah. It's, like, from me, I'm 32, actually, to, like, now you. I feel like your generation, it was, like, a hit. You guys. Some of the kids that come into the gym now, they're like, what, you're like 18, I'm, 19? Uh, okay, I'm 22. 22. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God forbid if they can get a sentence out. Speaking of it's that. It's just weird. It's crazy to see. Like the, I'm like, I hey. Like my, I feel like me and Jeff's generation is like the last like, talking shit world. I mean, All right. and well, honestly, I feel like relatively not, everyone's going to say that for themselves. Like, no, like literally, like, I feel like our generation was like the last generation to learn cursive and like, Right, you I guys still had that. Like, yeah. First, of my I, first I, phone I was like cursive. a flip phone. You couldn't really go on the internet. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, you're still texting on it, so that's like the first bridge where it's like the communication is really changing. Like, you're you know, like texting like, all day. Me, me, Dave, and Jeff are not that far in age <laughs> apart. You know, you heard, you know, like, no, your generation is like, horrible. <laughs> We're great. Like the new way they teach math. No, I don't. It's like this really like long-winded way, like of how to do like simple math problems. Like if you don't, it's 
like on a test, like you could do it the cur like you could do it like the correct way, but if it's not the way they teach, you basically fail. That's how the system's designed for sure. And I would say the education system's not the most optimal. And I'm not sitting here speaking like I can reform the whole education system, but like yeah. there's plenty of stuff in high school that I could just tell was such a waste of time. That's why oh, I didn't even apply oh, yeah. myself. Oh, yeah, and then there's so much that I learned after it that I realized why aren't they teaching this in high school? Do you guys remember real life shit? Basic yeah. financial shit. Oh yeah. How yeah. the system works. They don't want you to know how that whole mon monetary system works because it's weird. so corrupt. Go ahead, Julius. Pour Let some know. more out. Yeah, what do you got? You guys remember in school when we would take our test, right? And then um, they would have that thing to where if you don't show how you got the answer, mm -hmm. right. then show the answer would be incorrect. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's fucking four times five. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't need to elaborate on that. Yeah, I feel you. I'll, I'll take some of that. That's End crazy. of the day, it's all money. It's like, why are college campuses allowed to just have these crazy parties where everyone's clearly drinking underage, but it's on the college campus, so like the police obviously don't really mess with it. But if it's if it's five miles outside the campus, some house party, then it's a different story. You know what I mean? It's yeah. all money at the end of the day. They're paying so much to be at that school so they can do that. It's okay. So Yeah, it really does come down to money. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, well, no. they just printed a bunch of more U.S. dollars, so that's more for everyone. More Even, for everyone, hopefully. Yeah, I'm joking. It's <laughs> yeah, more for the big guys. Yeah. It's broken. We can go into that, too. I don't care. I'm down to talk about whatever. Yeah, let's get into that. Why are we paying $4.50 a gallon? Yeah, I'm about so to trade in my truck. I say before we get into the, any of this financial stuff, NFT, crypto, whatever, I just want to say I'm not an expert. I'm new to this stuff. I'm just some random kid you're listening to on the internet, so understand that. Like... If I'm talking about something that seems like it's not nothing here is financial advice, right? Yeah. It's all educational entertainment purposes only. Yes. Just because I'm talking about something with conviction doesn't mean you should go put your money there. Everyone needs to do their own due diligence, their own research. Some of what I'm saying could even be wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. I just put the put, put the, that uh, out disclaimer there. up, David. This is not, not big bar. Not yeah. financial advice. We're not financial experts. Yeah. Entertainment value only. I will yeah, tell you what, though. Eating a lot of these noodles will save you a lot of money. That's financial advice. <laughs> Until you're paying uh, your absurd hosp hospital bills. <laughs> your, your, <laughs> yeah. your health bills. Yeah. You got good insurance, bro? You should yes, look sir. into that. <laughs> okay. That's I got horrible. that blue cross, baby. There you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, gas is pretty expensive. There's definitely a number of reasons. But, I mean, one of the biggest reasons is in 2020 – I don't know if you guys pay attention to the financial markets at all, but there, in March of 2020, there was like a massive crash in the markets, like just a huge capitulation. Everything dumped down hard. Bitcoin was like $3,900 at the bottom. Ethereum was like $80. What, what and, was this? Uh, March of 2020. So like two years ago. Damn. Yeah, dude. This well, I, was, I feel like that was. Not yeah, that. it shook everyone out. I mean, the big institutions are constantly shaking people out. Yeah. Like, and it's all coordinated with like the mainstream news and everything. It's really wild. And like Wall Street has access to all this news like 15, 20, 30 minutes before like it goes public. And they're all positioning themselves. It's wild what they do, bro. Um, but basically, they, the Federal Reserve started printing money. I don't know if you know, the Federal Reserve is privately owned. Mm -hmm. But um, they said, all right, we need to increase the amount of money being printed. And it basically is like, if you look back into all past empires that ever failed, like all fiat currencies like don't last much more than like a hundred years fiat currency just being like a type of like the us dollar is a fiat yeah. currency or like other like the thai bot right thailand mm -hmm. currency whatever um they don't last like too much more than a hundred years generally and when like right now the us dollar is the world reserve currency and so that means that all other countries uh like are essentially like betting on the US dollar or like that's their reserve currency. So that's like very beneficial for us. It's like a lot of their like energy is essentially like being backed by our currency, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like Michael Saylor, he's this guy, he's the CEO of MicroStrategy, yeah. he's super into Bitcoin. Yeah. And one way he described money, which I thought was really cool, is he goes, Money is socioeconomic energy, which it really is at the end of the day, right? It's all it's just a it's just an agreed upon means of like value. Yeah. And it's, it is socioeconomic energy. It is energy. Why? It's like, will, how long will you work for me? Will you drive me to where I want to go? 
will you cook me dinner for the rest of your life type of thing? Mm -hmm. Because everyone's just exchanging their own physical cellular energy for money in a sense, right? So people with a lot of money, they, they have that, they can call upon other people's energy to work for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when you like read, when you look at it that way, and then you see, okay, the Federal Reserve just increased the amount of US dollars in the entire system by 40%, like things just aren't adding up. And I saw all this in 2020, that I have plenty of stories in my archive where I can go back and I'm, I'm like saying like, look at what the Federal Reserve is doing. They're printing a bunch of fucking money. The US dollar value is gonna go down because there's more dollars in existence. and prices are going to go up. I've been saying this since 2020 and it doesn't take an expert to say that either. I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm fucking, I called it, but yeah. I did, but it's like, it's pretty fucking obvious when you look into it. Think about it this way. Like you come here and we have 20 weightlifting belts here. And you know, let's say there's uh, this is a horrible analogy, but I'm just going to finish it anyways. Yeah. Let's say there's 30 lifters, right? So, oh, okay. Like, you know, those belts are pretty sought after. We, we all need them to lift. So, like, we're willing to exchange whatever, like, you know, this X amount for them. And then all of a sudden, someone comes and drops off fucking 30 more belts. Oh, okay. Well, the supply of belts just doubled. Now the demand is way down because everyone has what they need, if that makes sense. So now what they're willing to exchange for the belts mm -hmm. is much less, <clears throat> if that no, makes that's sense. Pre that's pretty good now. Yeah. Pretty good. So it's like, if there's more U.S. dollars being printed... And the government airdrops you 1200 right? There's this huge um, P word. I don't even want to say that. There's this huge situation going on. And, like, the government is printing <laughs> trillions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Laugh. Yeah, we can't say that. No. Don't thinks, like, I don't there know, goes all think, our views. Do you think I'm kidding? <laughs> no. No, oh, yeah, it man, will. I'm, I'm, listening. I'm listening. I forget. Like, yeah, there was another podcast. They had, like, something like that. And they literally took this shit down. But, yeah. There's been right, plenty of yeah. things that have been yeah. taken down that talk about this type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, that I personally witnessed or saved mm -hmm. in things that I'm, you know, just certain sources that I'm saving. You go back, oh, it's deleted. Huh, I wonder why, right? It's yeah. so fucking obvious. But, like, yeah, dude, it's bad. Um, yeah, I was, I mean, were you, you got more on that? I was yeah, I, I kind of forget where I was at, honestly. Well, just to kind of bring up, like, I was like, watching a video of the Michael Saylor, right? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about, like, due to, like, how the value of the dollar is coming down so much basically like if you don't like if you're investing right like i, I remember like i don't know mutual funds whatever it may be if like you were getting like 10 percent returns right that was kind of like that was pretty good right, right. you're making 10 yeah. percent on your money mm -hmm. he said if you're not making like if you're making 10 percent right now he's like you're actually losing yep. money you're like, losing buying power you might not be losing us dollars yeah but you need to realize those dollars are buying less you're yes. losing buying power every fucking year which is like crazy to think it's about wild, right you're like bro. what the fuck you're like if you're investing in I don't know, mutual funds whatever it may be like if it's not more than 10 percent, it's like that value of that money is actually decreasing yeah what you can buy with it it's crazy because everyone looks at us dollars one dollar equals one dollar one dollar gets me this when you look back 10 20 years ago those dollars got you way more than they got today because there's more dollars in the system. Yeah. So also what he's saying is like, yeah, if you're not invested in assets, you're getting wrecked. So like the common, like lower middle-class person right now is getting absolutely demolished. All the people at the top who have billions or at least millions of dollars in assets, they're at least outpacing inflation, if not doing better on it because when, when you print so much new money, then assets, obviously, the price, the U.S. dollar valuation of them is going to go up, mm. right? It's, it's only, it makes sense because there's more dollars in the system. Yeah. That's what I don't get, though. I'm like, where is, like, where do we, how does it get to the point where we're just like, all right, we can't fucking print no more money? How do we just keep printing more? They just keep more? going. That's that, what well, I mean. that's it's the thing like, is, is they'll never stop because they can't at this point Un until, like, until the empire of the U.S. falls, which I, in my opinion, is coming eventually, like, this China is like kind of, you know, on its way up. Wait, I'm not saying that? what was it? <laughs> I'm Julie's saying like, that oh, US fuck. dollars <laughs> are on their way out. They're printing them until I don't know what's gonna happen. There's so you much said a, an apocalypse or something? No, I said I said the empire of the US kind of falls as oh. like the US dollar being the world reserve currency, you know, XYZ type of thing. Cause all these empires, like if you look back, um what's his name? Some high-level financial guy has a, has a good video on this. Just like world powers over the years, like they can only last so long. Like it's kind of like a universal law too. It's like all things return to their original state eventually. So hmm. 
like we can't remain the superpower forever. And I know there's so many people watching this that will not that are not willing to accept that. But yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow or even in ten years, but like the US dollar is going down, I can tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. <laughs> like if you're if you're like actually like I don't even keep up with it to the point of like being able to speak on it like yeah. with full confidence. But let's be honest, shit's not looking good. Like, there's so many things right now that you're just like, what is going on? Like, the last couple of years, obviously, but like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So, when you do, if like I get another shot of that Makers, well, oh, me, I'll drink you now. Neither of those. I just think there's going to be a new world power <laughs> eventually. Gotcha. Probably in, in my lifetime. What do you think it'll be? Couldn't say. Don't no, no, no opinions. I think there's a lot of big guys working together that are from many different countries. I'm not saying guys as just like men, but but like if you look at what a lot of these big institutions like, I regret to say these words on here, but like World Health Organization, uh, the United Nations, um, FAFSA, the, the World Economic Forum, um, Council of Foreign Affairs, or something like that. If you look at all what they're doing, positioning, it's it's looking bearish for human rights does look a little weird right and the thing is it's all again it's all compartmentalized we're all in our little own u.s state we're all we're all in our just this tiny little box of perception we don't really know what's going on in like most the other world except for what we're being fed on the news like what they want us to know what's going on right so we're all in our own state it's like oh like you know to a relative perception on here it's like oh no you know things are getting better the mandates are gone like you know things are getting better okay hopefully things are looking up it's like no this is just a cyclical thing that's going around or like look at what's going on in china right now like the lockdowns are absolutely insane and um There's a lot still of the food down supply yes badly wow. bro there's some crazy videos yeah, i've seen, seen they're like videos, bagging like up cats and shit like in just these huge sacks of like bunch of cat like they're doing some crazy Seems stuff. Like They're beating, beating people, people up I mean, in the street. Yeah, For people are getting record, beat up all the day. It's, but it's 1030. It's Saturday, April 30th, so anything happens to us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't think we're on that level yeah, yet. Yeah, if I kill myself, it wasn't me, I swear. But no, that's uh, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I got to start watching the news again. Yeah. Kind of gave up a while ago. Yeah. We heard about those, Yes, this is something I wanted to mention. There's a lot of food plants that are catching fire all of a sudden. There's, really? yes, yes, like a lot of them. You said 18? Like eight, like it was like 18, 19. It's It's many. It's many all within a few week or month period. Um, there's, some, there's some disease spreading on a bunch of chickens right now, so millions of chickens have been slaughtered. So it's looking really weird, like they're setting up for some crazy like food shortage or squeeze in food hmm. prices. Talking about like 2023, like summer 2020. And then this is how they pitch all the estrogenic fucking GMO soy food, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like, oh well, we don't, we don't have enough to feed you guys real food, so here's our new product. And then that's how they transition this. Hmm. I don't think they're, so. they're promoting that. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't like, think that's Thailand's been doing that shit forever. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Like, like Bill Gates has been like talking heavy about that. Bill yeah, Gates, it's wild. He owns a lot of pesticided out GMO farmland and not Gates organic. Farm. And he's like the largest farmland owner in the United yep. States, if not the world. Yeah, he also donates more to the uh, WHO than the U.S. does. Really? Yeah. Yo, he's the most suspect individual on the planet, in my opinion. There's a lot going on. And what you got to wonder is who's suspect that you don't even think is suspect. Elon Musk is going to buy Amazon next. Is he? I don't think he's going to afford <laughs> that. But, <laughs> but that's a good person to bring up next, too. I mean, I'm not here to, like, talk about certain individuals, like, too much. But, yeah. I mean, that is one individual who I think most people think he's just, like, a great guy. He's, like, which, who, Elon? He's a genius. He's way smarter than anyone I know. He's way smarter than me in a lot of ways. Um, he's working on some next-gen technology and like technological advancements that I can't even fathom that probably have many, many benefits for humanity. Mm -hmm. But people are definitely easily manipulated into thinking that he's like on the other side, right? Like there's such thing as controlled opposition. Like if you look into his family, you know, his mom was like on like mainstream television from one years old. Like they, they're these high-level families. Or if you just research elite bloodlines, you see how, you know... 
you just see how things slowly turn out over like what's the word like um just certain families and indiv high-level individuals that are involved in highly corrupt activity they're all like <clears throat> groomed over their life to be a part of the system um and their life's on the line at all times i'm not saying like oh if elon does this and someone's gonna kill him i'm just saying like you know look into his family then you also look in like with his brother like he's he's into like this whole like weird farm thing and he's he's kind of on like the other side, uh, he's saying like a lot of contradictory things. Like, like he was like kind of bashing Trump. Like, not to even get political. I'm not even making any claims about like I support anyone in in politics. I'm not saying that. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying like I'm just saying he was bashing Trump. Like saying yeah. like for all this like saying he shouldn't have free speech. And then now, oh, Elon's buying Twitter. Now his all tweets are like, oh, like this is awesome for free speech. And and I also think that this is a deception because it's like first. I'm going to buy Twitter and get rid of the bots and free speech, which is awesome. That would be sick. Great. Mm -hmm. But then, but then what's, what's also part of that plan is, uh, human verification, verifying every individual that uses the site. And again, this next gen AI technology is advancing. It's only going to get more controlling in my opinion. And like people fail to see, they think he's just such a good guy because he, Oh, he made fun of Bill Gates for being fat. It's like, they're probably working together in some sense. Like his that's tweets, such a big though. claim, but it's like at the highest level, that controlled opposition is actually very important to keeping people <clears throat> in a certain brain imbalance state, if that makes sense. His tweets do crack me up though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Elon, <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. you know he um I don't know if this is true. I haven't like actually fact checked this, but like the first day he owned Twitter, um there's this like rapper YBN Namir. And he took away his verified mark. <laughs> We're like, I mean, I, I think. Are you sure that's true? Because I saw I, one where it was like Bill Gates. This account has been suspended. It was like first day. Elon's already at it. I go look into. He wasn't banned. Yeah, it was like yeah, a joke. No, it was like yeah. photoshopped. I was like, yeah. oh. and it could be photoshopped. But yeah. I know he did do a few things. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I just thought that was funny. I don't know. You it, have to understand his, his too, tweets are funny though. Yeah, they are, and that's the point. He has so much energy that he can at his this fingertips he can get this many amount of people's like watch time and have an impression on their psychology which then they yo did you hear the elon tweet and it's this cascading effect and he knows that he has all this high level knowledge about psychology yeah. he's never going to talk about any of it all about the vibrations um, they all do up there yeah and it's wild because it's like he's not like he's not an idiot he's so smart he's has this high level knowledge that 99.9% .9 of the world does not have. I, I have a question. Do you think it is unreasonable to say that he is possibly an alien? <laughs> I think anything's possible, but um, he definitely exhibits some odd AI like behavior. I, I'm not saying he's a fucking robot or it's like, how do we even define alien too? Right. It's just such a like just deep question. ET like Katy Perry said. He's definitely a high-level human in the fact that he has high-level knowledge that most people don't, and he's using it to his advantage, obviously, as anyone would, pretty much. But um, it's like, he's not, an, he's not an idiot, but it's like when he bought Bitcoin, right? And then there was at this one point where, you know, huge fucking dump to the downside, and it's like... Cause, cause like news came out that he sold 10%, mm. right? Oh, Elon's selling Bitcoin. Everyone sell, 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 right? It, it liquidates a bunch of long traders, which I can explain what that means too. And so it's like push on mainstream. And then after he comes out, he goes, yeah, this was only to prove liquidity. Like I only sold 10% to prove liquidity. It's like, bro, you're smarter than that. You know, there's liquidity. Look at the exchanges, look at the markets, look at the daily trading volume. You know, you could have sold 10%. It wasn't to prove liquidity. It was to manufacture a response mm -hmm. that makes a lot of people money and makes a lot of idiots lose money. It's, it's that simple. So you think he sold it to have everyone drop it and then the bigger players buy more and then... Right. It's all like, he goes, I might, I might pump, but I don't dump. Like when he's talking about Dogecoin, it's like, yeah, maybe you didn't sell it, but your boys know everything knows what's going on. The high level money that you are intertwined with, like mm -hmm. you obviously know what's going on. Like when I, I can get into like my first fucking beginnings in the financial markets, it hasn't, it's only been a few years. Like I got in right before 2020 whole crazy situation was going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, this might be a long conversation, but it'll explain like my perception of it at least. So Let's hear it. first I'm sitting outside the YMCA, I hear about this app, Robinhood. I download it. Like I never really knew much about stocks and I'm like looking at like Inovio pharmaceuticals, like, 
uh, it was like right around this whole time when the, when the C situation was going down and, um, and I see the stock and it, I didn't even know that the stock market opened at 9.30 a.m. Like I just didn't know anything at this time. And I'm looking at it, I see it's like $8.04. And I see it like jump up five, six, and it's like pumping. And it's like eight dollars and twelve cents, and I'm like, wait, what the hell? I'm like, so if for every eight dollars I had in this stock, I would have just gained like six cents, and that's when it started to click to me. I was like, holy shit! Like, so I could have just made money by clicking a button, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, this is something I need to look into. And then so I just started learning more and more. Does what every first person does when you when you start learning about like financial markets, like try to trade a little bit. You get wrecked because you have no clue what you're doing. Like, I didn't lose that much, but um, you know you just don't really know what you're doing. There's you, you have minimal knowledge to use to your advantage, and and so then I kind of got into pour them up some more. Let's go. Kids right. thirsty. And so I then mean, I started getting into just like kind of a, accumulating like crypto and like messing with some stocks because there was these crazy movements going on right around this 2020 time when everyone was getting wrecked out of their money, obviously, yeah. and shaking out like everything's going to zero, sell, sell, sell. And then boom, V-shaped recovery. It's like it's wild. And so I was seeing these crazy moves in the stock market, like 400% a day, 600, 1200%. And you're like this 12x in one day, like what's going on here? Like this isn't this isn't right, like something's wrong here. And there was just so much money flowing around, so much going on that like, I kind of just like knew like, okay, I have to learn more about this because if I can just like click a button and make money, like yeah. I'm gonna do that, right? Yeah, that's like, right when I kind of got into it all too. Did, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, that's cool. So I guess where do I move forward? So, I mean, well, here's something funny. When I was messing around at that time, I had like one, I bought at one point like 1.1 million Dogecoin for like, you know, four grand. Yeah. And, um, and then within a year, I think I ended up selling that for like a small loss. Again, I'm still trading on Robinhood. I have no clue about technical analysis or like analyzing charts, like using indicators and stuff like that, like price charts with candlesticks and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I'm just like looking at the line chart on Robinhood, like a, like trying to, they, where is it going to go? Right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're that's that's the majority of people, and that's oh, yeah. how you lose money. Yeah. And where's that money from? The majority of the people go to the big guys with the fucking bots and the algorithms. That most of the stock market trading is actually bots, by the way. It's algorithms. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it is. So we're fucked. You're getting wrecked unless you're smart enough to do what the opposite of the normal average retard doing, right? Yeah. If you're on because. The institutions can't really force you to not be on their side, if that makes sense. So if you're smart enough, they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that you're on the dumb money side. But if you gain enough knowledge, you can at times be on the good, on the winning side. I don't want to say good side, but the winning side, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so that, that 1.1 million Dogecoin, like a year later, ended up, you know, going, Doge went up to 78 cents. That would have been worth like over 800 grand. And so I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? Like 4K into 800 grand. And there's so many people saying like, oh, dude, you must regret that so much. You shouldn't have sold. It's like partially, yeah. But then another methodology is like, at the time, like four grand, that was like 40% of every all the money I had. I'm not going to leave that. I was playing around day trading. I'm not going to leave that in some meme coin that like they can just make more of, like yeah. an infinite supply, like, you know, for a year. So it's like, methodology wise i don't regret it but but it showed me what the type of gains that are capable of being made if yeah. that makes sense oh for sure that that that's doge was kind of like the first thing i started fucking right? with too doge was like the first thing i might have been on like td ameritrade with some like normal stocks before mm -hmm. that would you know play around a little bit <clears throat> like ken's dad's like got some like he, he's like really into it so like i would kind of nice. just like take advice from him be right. like buy a little bit whatever he would say i'd be like fuck it i'll buy yeah. a little bit of that so that that was going okay but then the dogecoin thing happened and i think i got in shit when did i get in i think i got in i got in decently early at like four cents mm -hmm. and then i think i got in again at like seven cents i think i had i think i only put like a grand in total yeah. but like I ended up making like forty five hundred bucks. That's nice, right? So like I got out and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Like I was kind of hanging around for a while, but then I was like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm gonna make some money, and I got out. Good to pay yourself. You have to take profits. exactly, yeah. Like to. honestly, if I would have if I would have done it sooner, I could have been like eight G's up, right? But whatever, I still was in the positive, and then yeah. you know I took that money, invested in some other things, but like I don't know, most of the 
I'm sorry to interrupt. I gotta, I gotta go. Take it. Yeah, you. Yes. Yeah, do That's your cool. thing, man. Jesus. God. Yeah. yeah. Right. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's so like my entry on that 4K position was was a one third of a cent. It was before Elon ever talked about it. It's like that's where you want to be buying when oh, the yeah. attention's not there, but you've done your research and you not. I'm not saying at the time like Doge was a great buy. Like yeah. there wasn't much hope for it. It was like a meme. It's a joke, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like you want to be buying the lows. You want to be buying when everyone's fearful and selling. Yeah. And you want to sell when the mainstream dudes around here say, yo, you hear about Dogecoin in the mainstream media news? I might buy some. Like, yeah, sure, bro. Buy some and give me my exit liquidity. I buy know. from me because I'm selling for a 75X yeah. while you're buying the top and you're about to get wrecked. So. Yeah. That was the thing. It's like I got in like late really but i was still ahead of like the majority, the, the majority of the fomo so yeah. you could still get a profit yeah. like i i mean shit right when i got in is when it went on that fucking tear That's all good, the way up man. to like it was up to what 80 something 78 cents, 78 think, yeah on the exchange. and then like i was like waiting around i'm like trying to hold trying to hold and then once it got down to like a certain point i'm like fuck this i'm taking profits right. like i'm not trying i mean Anything's better if than nothing. If you're still green, it's good to secure something. That's right? yeah. That's what I mean. I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't even understand this shit enough. Especially if you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Here. So, and I, I think like you know, that's probably what majority of people should do because, I mean, it's just like anything else. Like, I, I got caught in uh the whole like Shiba Inu fucking. I never bought any. See, of that. like I, I like I didn't I didn't for the first like wave. I was like that's bullshit like somebody's literally just caught somebody's taking a meme coin and copying it like that's like Every the worst day. of the worst right <laughs> now it's like the norm but like i you know so i think i threw like 500 bucks at the shiba inu lost like a couple hundred bucks right. just pulled out you know what i mean i was like yeah. fuck it i'll take my 300 out you know whatever but now i've learned like i don't know the whole like shit coins it's not where you want to be. No. You want to be accumulating legitimate coins that have a like legitimate future behind them, that they're actually developing some legitimate tech. Yeah. Once you've accumulated those for a while and you're taking some profits on those, sure, if you want to throw some you know dollars into fucking meme coins because it might hit a 75X, it's not a bad like uh, play risk management-wise as long as it's a tiny percentage of your portfolio. And, and for that's going to be different for every person because it depends what they're trying to do, where they're at in life. How, how much do they need the money they're investing? Hopefully not at all. Hopefully yeah. they're ready to lose it, right? Yeah. So It should be like, uh, that does everyone who ever, like if you listen to any of the big like YouTubers are like, make sure it's money that you're willing to risk yep. like losing. Because right. like, if you need there's a good chance you will. Next month, yeah. you're, you're going to be emotional about yeah. it and make a bad decision. Let's, let's not bet, you know, the house, apartment rent, the mortgage, you know, yeah. car payment. Like, let's not do that. <laughs> Oh, I mean, oh, I'm wrecked. Right oh, now. dude, wrecked. right now, I'm down I mean, 50% in the yeah, past few weeks. Are you still in V-Chain? Yeah. Oh, I'm holding V-Chain hard, buddy. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's all bad. They're right down now, really. from all them highs, yeah. fucking up to 80%, if not more. They'll, they can come. They can keep going. Trust me, buddy. <laughs> Get ready. Like, <laughs> it's it's so hard. So like right now, I mean, the market's dumping as we film this. Um, it's so hard to say, bro. I can sit here and say, well, there's a huge order block at 30K. There's so much buying power there. Like, it's never going to go below 30K again. Well, what happens when it goes to 31K and all those huge institutions pull those orders from the books and then they dump it further to, to you know, make everyone capitulate and sell? That's a possibility. Anything's possible. This could also be the bottom. We're all key support of this huge, like, like almost like bull flag that we're creating over the past few years. Like it's, we're right at the bottom. It's, it's kind of a smart entry to some degree, mm-hmm. not to go all in right here. Cause it could easily come down. You know, there's people calling for 13 K Bitcoin. I don't think that's going to happen, but I also can't say it's definitely not going to happen. I don't think it will. I don't think there's enough. There's just too many new buyers and participants in the market for it to get that low. In yeah. my opinion, um, things could reverse within the next couple months. Or we could go into like a bear market where it takes like a while to recover and people get choked out. So it's, it's, I can't make any claims, you know, yeah, it's, buy it's now like, up only. It's like, yeah, it's I like, know. I don't know. It's so hard to say, but I like, know that at least like Bitcoin, Ethereum, like they will go back up. Mm-hmm. They will hit all time highs. If you look at Bitcoin on a logarithmic chart, logarithmic basically means that like 
the increases are exponential, if that makes sense. So like from two to four cents is the same amount of space on the chart from four to eight cents. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you look at the, a chart on a logarithmic basis, you see that Bitcoin tends to trend up over time. Over the 10, 11 years it's existed, it's, it's only trended up. And now there's been periods where it went from 20K down to 3,900. And you think, well, I'm, I'm down back. fucking 80, 90% of my money. This is going to zero. Yeah. But if you look on that logger in the chart, it tends to trend up over time. Yeah, because then it went back up to like fucking 70, right? Yeah, or 68. Crazy. Yeah. And there's something called the Bitcoin halving. So every four years, the amount of Bitcoin rewarded for mining blocks, like finishing blocks of like the data, mm -hmm. is cut in half. So every four years, you generally see this massive squeeze in price due to the halving, due to less Bitcoin just being liquid coming into the supply. And like Bitcoin's getting eaten up off the exchanges. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same thing as like five years ago, people are saying, dude, in, in five years, like getting one Bitcoin is going to be hard. And there's so many people saying, yeah, right, bro. It's like a few thousand bucks, whatever. Get out of here. And now that's the reality. People are happy to get 0.1 Bitcoin. Yeah. And in five, 10 years, after another halving or two, it's going to be the same thing. It's going to be, you're going to be working hard to get 0.1. Yeah. So, so you're trying to say every four years, Bitcoin kind of like can't run. So. In a sense, just because like less Bitcoin is being introduced into the supply. Like 19 million out of 21 million Bitcoin is already mined. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And then yeah. there's probably four to six million some people postulate that's lost forever because they're on wallets that can't be recovered or they were sent to like the wrong address and it can't be recovered because of like how the blockchain technology works so that is going to aid in the um illiquid supply on exchanges if that makes sense hmm. and then, so it's like the less that's available to buy on exchanges this works for any obviously like stock or crypto is like the higher the price can go because think about it this way another gym analogy let's say there's 30 people here with a belt and they're all for sale and you want to come rent a belt or whatever. Well, if 10 of those people go home, they, they go take their belt home. They want to hold on to their belt. They don't want to, they don't want to lend it out or they don't want to sell it rather. Right mm -hmm. now there's only 20 belts here. So if the belts are listed in prices of like $5, then the next one's $10, then 20, then the next one's 40, it only takes a few buys for that the, ne the next cheapest belt to be $40, $50. So yeah. it works the same on exchanges. The less coins that are available on the order book for, for purchase, the, the easier it is to pump the price up. Yeah. Because all you gotta do is just buy those minimum sales and then the next order there is, could be expensive and that's why like bitcoin is like what it is because there's a limited amount of supply right like whereas a, if, if people are like completely new to the whole crypto thing like bitcoin there's so many right 21 21 million 21 million right just keep it easy mm -hmm. 21 million whereas like a lot of these other coins like they're constantly being made or there's like a you know a certain amount that are released every so often so right. that's why the bitcoin price tends to like only increase depending on i guess over time yeah. it's, just, it's also just like a hardcore protocol that's been beaten on for years that that people kind of are starting to realize like okay maybe this can't really be cracked again maybe who knows with quantum computing like i don't know what that's capable of achieving but if it's going to take down the bitcoin network somehow then it's probably gonna fuck you could be capable of fucking our bank accounts in the same fashion you know what i mean yeah um but yeah, that's why when you're investing in projects, you also have to look into the tokenomics. It's like, are you buying a meme coin that the supply is literally infinite and mm -hmm. the creator of the coin can just say, hey, I want to mint 20 million more of my doggy coins and instantly sell them to you and dump the price and mm -hmm. take all your money that you just put in. That's a possibility. That happens every day. People aren't paying attention. They buy coins or they get scammed. They don't realize what they're doing. So you got to be careful. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like most of the time it's just like all hype train. Oh, yeah. When you get in, being smart enough to get out, and then investing in like the real projects like yeah. Ethereum, right. Bitcoin. And Cardano. again, if you're, buying, if you're buying Ethereum right now, you're still paying, what is it? It's up from like 250 bucks to, well, from 80 at the low to $3,000. Yeah. How many X's are you still buying into up here? You have to, yeah. you have to, be aware of that. Now, will ETH go to 10K? Almost definitely, in my opinion, eventually. Yeah. So if your dollar cost averaging, buying X amount every week or every month or every day, a few bucks a day, then you're going to be averaging down. So even if the price goes down, you shouldn't care. 
in a, in, if you're dollar cost averaging because you're waiting for it to be high. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen eventually if you're if you have conviction, you've done your due, digital, due diligence and research, and you think the project has promise. You can buy ETH at 3K right now, a few hundred bucks, and then next week, if ETH's at 2,500, you don't go, oh, I'm down my money. No, you just buy a little more because you're buying it for cheaper. You're getting more coins for cheaper. You're averaging down your average cost. Mm -hmm. And if you just keep doing that in bearish times where prices are going down, eventually when it turns around, you're averaged into such a low position or low entry price that you're in an amazing position yeah. instead of waiting for it to pump and then buying the 40% candle. It's like, what do you think is going to happen, bro? Yeah. And it's like maybe it does keep going, but then are you going to get out in time? Like if you're chasing pumps, you're probably going to get wrecked. You yeah. only chase pumps in the gym, guys, all right? <laughs> Not in the markets. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but so I feel like, you know, we've been on the crypto thing for a while. I feel like you also have like a lot of knowledge in the NFT game, right? Yeah, a bit. I'm learning every day. And some of the technical stuff, like. Shit's, I don't get it. Don't you don't know. get it? I'm, I'm just I'm like. down to give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I get it. I get it to a degree. Yeah. Like I understand everything's going digital and I understand like this digital asset is now like yours because of the blockchain yeah. kind like kind but of. like I don't know. For me like you know talking about with some of the I, I feel like within like fitness community you also have a lot of like people that are interested in nfts and like crypto half the time I'm talking to people about gym shit half the time I'm talking about like crypto and nfts love it but it's like to decipher what's like a good project what's not i don't yeah. know people are like you got to be on twitter you got to be following this page and you got to be on their discord and you, <laughs> i'm like dude like, it's, i don't it's got time for all this shit you actually don't like realistically yeah um like, and I'm, I'm the last person to like say like, oh yeah, you don't have time. Right. Cause it's like, if something's important enough, like anyone's going to make time, yeah. but you're a fucking gym owner. You're doing a million things. You're managing meets, you're managing clients. And I will say trading NFTs, if you want to do it properly, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of staring at trends, seeing what people are doing, where prices are going, constantly checking the prices and, um, yeah, just gaining knowledge on how the whole thing works. Yeah. So. Cause now it's like. I feel like everyone's has their own NFT, right? Like I, I'm big on UFC. UFC has NFTs. You got yeah. like fucking, I don't know, Logan Paul and all these fucking influencers. They have NFTs. And you NFL, got NFL, big, yeah, every big institution, all the major sports. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like everywhere. You just hear like NFT get gets brought up. So yeah. it's like, so what's an NFT? It's a non fungible token. So what does that mean? All it means is that it's non fungible, meaning it's non similar. So a fungible token is like Bitcoin. Let's say I have one Bitcoin, you have one Bitcoin. For the record, I have zero Bitcoin right now and there's a reason for that. But let's say I have one Bitcoin, you have one Bitcoin. Those are fungible tokens. The data set behind those on the blockchain is the exact same. There's no difference between them. They're fungible, they're the same. A non-fungible token is a token that's stored on the blockchain, but it's got a unique set of data. So it's unique, it's different than the other non-fungible tokens right does that make sense that's mm -hmm. all it really means it's a serious question right i've seen these nfts um and they're like images right yes can i just take a screenshot of that so it depends what do you want do you want the picture on your camera roll or do you want ownership on the blockchain that your wallet address actually so owns that token is that what you're selling the ownership of it yeah, so you're, you're, you're holding an actual token, which again, at the end of the day, what is it? It's just a data set stored in Etherspace online on the blockchain. Um, but it's stored in a, in a decentralized manner, depending on which blockchain, like which, which ecosystem you're on. Yeah. It's stored in a decentralized manner, meaning that no one owns the or controls the protocol that goes into verifying ownership of the asset. So with Bitcoin, there's validator nodes. And there's a bunch of different computers online. There's there's people across the world that are running code on their computer to verify the integrity of the Bitcoin network. So it's not centralized. Does that make sense? Yeah. Keep <laughs> drinking, bro. I love it. I want to I wanna see. I got, I, I got a train in, in when we're finished. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's true, a good bro. idea. All right, guys. We're going to cut it here for part one with Jeff Perry. Got a lot of information. So we're going to split it up this time. We will see you in the next episode, part two, where we'll continue the crypto NFT talk. All right, guys, we're back at it. Part two, 
Jeff Perry, NFTs, crypto, all the things. If you guys aren't sure about these topics, make sure you tune into the part two. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. Split them up. Split them up so that way it's like, at least we keep it like something refreshing. Yeah. Like, even though the DMV crew, they were like, 